there, mates, and welcome to another episode of the Keelhauled Podcast, your Sea of Thieves news. I am your host, Captain Logan, and today we're going to be covering quite a few things today. A new video released by Rare regarding the Skeleton Forts, a new podcast I happen to come across, griefing, microtransactions, also what happened in this last weekend's stress test. <laughs> So we're going to be talking about Rare's new video, They're In Stories, number 24, released on February 22nd. As always, you can ask them questions. I always like doing so on Twitter through hashtag TavernTalk. They will hopefully address some of those in the future. This one, however, concerns skeleton forts and how those events in-game are going to unfold. The way to know about these public events is going to be indicated in the game by a giant cloud skull hovering above the forts. They'll then become active, at which point sailors and crews can head there and start killing some of the skeletons that are on the island. When you've killed enough skeletons, you'll then start a new wave of skeletons. Eventually, you'll get to the point where you'll have killed enough skeletons in different areas, either coming from the outside towards the inside of the fort or that are harboring inside of the fort, to spawn the captain. Once you spawn the captain, you then have to kill him to acquire his key. You'll get a specific key, and this key is going to be just like all the other loot in this game, where basically if you drop it, someone else can pick it up, whether they're part of your crew or not. This is where allegiances and betrayals are going to come into the, the, the basically the forefront of the game. If you have people that you trust, then hopefully you'll be able to partner with another crew to help take on this raid. Otherwise, you're going to have to fend off other crews, whether they be sloops or galleons, four-man or two-man crews, anything in between. So a lot of the trouble that comes with these public events is if you're actually going to get loot in the end. You may have spent all your time fighting off all of these skeletons, the different waves, and then the captain to get the key, but then you're still going to have to actually get the loot itself. And Rare has already stated and repeated that there's going to be a lot of loot in these chests, including some new chests that we got to see during the in-stories video depicting a chest that had some bones or cage uh, uh, rib cages kind of tacked on to the outside of this chest and whether that's a more valuable chest or has different items in it is yet to be said but we can definitely look forward to some different types of loots than we've just seen in the current stress tests betas and alphas with the weeping chests and the grog chests so glad to see that i also noticed that there's some skulls in the cavern uh, that is holding all the loot after this so you're going to be able to get reputation with more than just the gold hoarders uh, once you've completed one of these these pirate skeleton forts so looking forward to that Alrighty, next on the docket is going to be a special treasure that i found last week while uploading my podcast I actually did a little bit of a digging around for other Sea of Thieves content and stumbled upon one not made by Rare. This was actually a, a nice little treasure. Shipwrecks and Shanties, a Sea of Thieves podcast by Jocelyn and Ryan. Uh, they've decided to make a short run of a Sea of Thieves podcast to gauge some interest to see if it's something that it's worth making. And I have to say that their 
content's really good. They have a great personality between them. I know they do the gamers in between them. I know Jocelyn from other Blizzard podcasts like uh, The Angry Chicken, uh, but she also does other things like Embrace the Spoiler. So it's really good to see some other content out there about Sea of Thieves. I hope that they're able to get enough interest to continue it past launch because currently they're just planning this short run to go all the way up to March 20th. Uh, I'd like to see them continue past because I think this is a games of service is going to be a great game to keep people up to date and talk about fun experiences. This game is nothing but experiences. So there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, interesting stories to kind of tell as we continue to play this game past launch and into further content. So we had a stress test this last weekend and I usually take this time to dig in and get a lot more gameplay session in. Uh, I had a really good time. I spent a lot of time playing on Friday and Saturday, um, mostly with people that I'd already played with. But there was a point when I decided I wanted to capture some raw game footage for YouTube. And I figured instead of streaming it and playing with other people and not really wasting their time, not doing anything, I'd jump into a four-man galleon where me doing something or not doing something wouldn't really impact as much as if it were like a two-man sloop. So I got into uh, the first four-man galleon uh, when I decided I was going to be doing this, and I had kind of a bad experience, and this is an experience that I'm sure a lot of people have had, and they have addressed on Unlocked, uh, the IGN Microsoft podcast about the brig. And the brig is definitely uh, kind of a pain point because instead of preventing griefing, uh, it's actually starting to be used as more of a griefing tool. So to kind of share with you my experience, I jumped into a four-man galleon crew. And upon getting in there, I realized that this crew, for whatever reason, was being chased by another galleon and had decided to take them into the edge of the map. So... The sky is turning dark, the sea is turning red, and the crew decides to turn perpendicular to the galleon and drop anchor. Well, they did a good job on preparing for battle. The problem is, is that when they dropped anchor, they got a really bad angle, and they weren't going to be able to get many shots onto this galleon that was quickly approaching. So my thought was, okay, we need to raise anchor, we need to get a better angle for this attack. I wasn't using voice comms because it was kind of late at night, so all I had to do was use some chat to try and get them. As soon as I started touching the anchor, I immediately got transported to the brig, at which point I sat in the brig the entire time. There was a lot of fights going on, uh, I couldn't really do much, I couldn't really help. The ship inevitably started taking on a lot of hits, and then suddenly water and then eventually sank. Well, that's fine. I don't mind if it sinks, uh, but when the ship sinks, I'm freed. And then when the ship respawns, I eventually respawn, but I'm still in the brig. That's something I have a lot of trouble understanding. I understand the crew put me in the brig for a reason. That's fine. They didn't want me raising anchor. They couldn't stop me in, unless they threw me in the brig. I get that. But if we're respawning on a ship, I feel like that's kind of a reset button. I feel like that's the moment where we could at least kind of talk things out or maybe figure out, you know, maybe why I got thrown into the brig. But unfortunately, I was still in the brig on a brand new ship, and these guys were still sailing away. 
I didn't really have any recourse, and it was kind of a bummer. I eventually figured that, you know, out of harm's way, they might let me out. They never did. I eventually just had to quit the game. And that kind of brings me to my my question for you guys. Should they take the brig out? Because right now I feel like there's there's not much that you can really do to prevent someone from needlessly getting thrown into a brig. This was a three-man crew. I feel like if they didn't want to have a fourth person, then they probably should have chosen the three-person galleon to begin with. I don't know the circumstances. I just know the result. I got thrown into the brig for trying to help. I tried to explain that to them through text. They wouldn't listen. We died, we respawned, and I was still on the brig. Kind of a bum deal on my part. So, with the brig, I understand that the reason why they put it in is they wanted to prevent people from disrupting gameplay. So, they wanted to give the majority an opportunity to put someone in timeout for a certain amount of time until they decided that they would play nice. Well, unfortunately... If someone comes on your ship and you don't want them there, you can't kick them off the ship, but you can definitely put them in the brig indefinitely. There's not even a timer. So I feel like maybe if we add a timer to the brig, you know, 10 minutes, if someone sticks around, then they put in their time. Maybe they can get out of the brig at that point. Otherwise, they'll probably just leave and, you know, spawn into another chest or another another crew. So... Those are some of my concerns. Uh, I think that that's a few things that need to be kind of addressed before the game goes live. Um, hopefully that is. We'll, we'll have to see. Cloaked in folds of midnight water side by side we sons and daughters we set forth for no king's orders but we'll sail together and the last big news for today is going to be the stress test. So we got very short notice about this. Uh, we didn't find out till basically Thursday, Friday morning, pretty much Friday morning. I woke up Friday. I checked Discord. I checked Twitter. I checked out some of my notifications. And the East Coast had already woken up and found out about the stress test that had already started. So... This was pretty awesome. I was really happy to find about find out about this. Um, it's actually a brand new build. There was a lot of things that were changed in this beta uh, that weren't in the last stress test. And I feel like this stress test actually went a lot smoother than the prior one. Uh, some of the things that were changed was weapons were now available through the equipment chest, uh, but you could only equip two items. So you could have, you had your, your sword, you had your flintlock, you had the uh, Eye of Reach and the Blunderbuss, all available to you, but you could only use one or two at a time, and you could choose either one for your first and second slot. So that was a nice quality of life improvement. It was nice to not have to spend so much time in the previous scale test earning gold just to try and build or buy a blunderbuss that would kind of equalize some of the fights out on the ocean, especially when you had people that had logged in more time, uh, whether they're in England or on the East Coast or had the Friday off and could just kind of get more more time into to earn that gold. 
the next is they took away the pri the pirate creator. Uh, I don't know if they're they're kind of taking another look at this and maybe implementing a feature uh, like the crow's nest where you can actually save pirates to make sure that if you want to explore the infinite pirate generator that you're not left uh, never finding the one that you that you maybe just wanted to have a, a slight tweak to. But you know with the with a predetermined eight in a carousel you're always kind of have to you're always going to have to have that what if moment so we didn't see that in this stress test i think a lot of it was to try and save people time so that they could focus on actual stress test issues uh, what those stress test issues wasn't really explained but at this time i i feel like you know i'm i'm not i don't really care if i'm stuck with a random pirate for a stress test when the point of it is is to try and break this beta to try and cause issues now so that they get worked out when the game goes live march 20th so the next set of changes were the actual treasure chests uh we got a lot more gold a lot more gold normally a seafarers or a castaways chest would be in the neighborhood of 30 to 60 or 50 to 90 we started seeing significant numbers. We started seeing upwards of, uh, you know, 80 to 120 for the lowest. Some of the grog chests or captain's chests were going over for a thousand gold. And we also noticed that items costed a lot more too. Uh, some of the, uh, some of the admiral's equipment or the bilge rat equipment was actually a lot higher in cost. And I'm kind of trying to understand if this was something that they did maybe to make people feel like they were earning more for the work that they did and make the chests feel more valuable. Obviously, when they bump up the cost of the treasure chest or the items and the treasure chests go up in scale as well, it balances itself out. But there's a little more oomph to turning in one of those chests. You know, you get a, a, a fake number that tells you that. You know, last weekend it was uh, two gold pieces. This weekend it's ten gold pieces. And then it's all the same. It doesn't really matter. But it, at least it feels a little hefter uh, when, you, when you turn in those chests. You figure they're big enough. There should be a lot more gold in them, I guess. Uh, I also noticed that there are a lot more ships and sharks this round. Uh, the skeletons were a lot tougher. But I actually ran into more people out on the ocean, which was really nice. And I didn't, uh, I, I didn't have such a fun time in the waters. Uh, sharks actually came out and started chomping on me a lot more this time, which was a lot more fun. I, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, let's see. There was also the Soul Collectors uh, shop was closed up. I noticed a lot fewer message in a bottles uh, and little trinkets and you couldn't even turn in items if you wanted to so that was kind of interesting as well too they didn't they didn't want to confuse people by giving them uh, a skull for a bounty that they couldn't even turn in and just have all these skulls sitting around on the the ship with nowhere to go so i'm glad that they made that change it's a little little more kind of they they could They did a good job of kind of cutting that part out of the beta if they weren't trying to, to actually test those features. So headwind is still a thing. I, I don't know what it is about this game, but for whatever reason, and I've seen this with other people, 
when I'm trying to go to a specific place and I decide that place is the place I'm going to go, especially if I mark it on the map and we decide to sail off, every time I try to go there, I always seem to be going into a headwind. I don't know if this is Rare's way of telling me I need to be a better sailor and start zigzagging the way a normal ship would do, or if this is just something that they're not looking at right now and don't really see as an issue. So I've noticed that music tends to pop up when you're actually sailing with the wind. It tends to be a lot more adventurous when you're sailing with the wind at your back. But when you're just trying to get from point A to point B and you're constantly fighting a headwind and it's going slow, it kind of kills it for me. Uh, I would like to see them have a little more change or at least maybe a better understanding of, of how the wind works in the game. So just my thoughts, not sure. But overall, great stress test this weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to more in the future. I did see a tweet, and I, I can't remember who sent it to me or what the name was, but one of the people from the Rare community did mention that there would be another stress test or at least another beta test, uh, whether or not it's a short 40-hour window uh, that they allow insiders and pre-orders to come in and test out. I did notice a few more new people this time around, so I'm not sure what prevented them from coming in the last couple tests, but it was nice to get some fresh blood in there and have an opportunity to show them my pirating skills and help them become better pirates themselves. So thank you, Rare. I appreciate it. It really spruced up or spruced up? Spiced up. Spiced up my weekend. It's spicy. It was a spicy meatball. So moving on, uh, that's going to be it. I think the only thing I really wanted to talk on outside of that was going to be microtransactions. And I wanted to put this out to the community because I'm really curious. So far, we know that microtransactions are going to be pet-based currently. What else would you guys like to see? Would you guys like to see something that's like a better scope or a longer spyglass, something that would potentially give you a little more vision out on the ocean what could they possibly add to give you an opportunity to change the look of yourself or the look of your ship uh, a paint coat for your ship maybe uh, to change the color of it or the color of the sails uh, are they going to allow you an opportunity to change up what type of uh, gear you have or be able to gift gear to other players so I'm really looking forward to that I'm not sure what they're going to have personally I'd like to just be able to buy as many cats as I possibly can have on my ship and just be that guy with a bunch of cats on his ship and have them wonder why this pirate legend is so in love with cats for some reason so that's going to conclude our episode of keelhauled podcast if you'd like to find me you can always reach me on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore logan that's capped logan uh, you can also find me on twitch throughout the week streaming different video games so you can find me at uh, c-a-p-t underscore logan that's capped logan if you want to email me feel free to email me at c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com that's capped logan i try and do that everywhere uh, you can also find me on xbox at captain logan all one word all spelled out so thanks again appreciate it hope to hear from you and look forward to sailing with you on the seas Bye.